have to be alone no more No, no, no more But I ain't too proud to be Please don't leave me, girl I've been lonely so long Lonely so long Anything, anything, I'm Rich Russo, very cool version. Felix Cavalieri, whose birthday was a Friday, doing a solo piano version. I've been lonely too long. Rascals playing six nights at the Porchester Capitol Theater. What are you doing, Greg? Oh, keep going, sorry. Six nights at the Porchester Capitol Theater. First three are sold out. You can go on December 20th, 21st, 22nd. Why are you answering phone calls in the middle of the show? No, he's here. It's your phone, one. Okay, first of all, why are you, you answering my off, phone? No, you didn't. Hold on a second. You didn't turn off the ringer, and it's interrupting the show, and I'm trying to do the right thing. As opposed to just ringing. hitting, like, pause on it so it would no, ring. You're, you're going to want to answer this one. Trust me. Fine. Give me the phone. Uh, hello? Hello? Richie, is that you? It's me, baby. It's me, Stevie Van Zandt. Stevie Van Zandt calling in in the middle of my radio program. Don't you know it's Sunday nights? I'm on the air. I know that Felix's birthday was on Friday, and I figured I'd play a song of him doing one of the Rascal songs, kind of like acoustic, just him on piano. So, which was very nice. It really was. And, you know, you always do those wacky things, and, you know, we appreciate that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they actually made some phenomenal records, you know, like uh, 18 hits in five years, to be precise, three number one records, you know, and they're coming, we're bringing them back live. So literally like 10 minutes from where this radio station is, you're doing six nights with the Rascals at the Capitol Theater in Portchester. Give me like the nutshell of the Rascals and why this is so important. When we first started going to shows, you know, bands were, were playing in, in, in roller rinks and, 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 and gymnasiums and, uh, and, you know, high school cafeterias. And the first rock and roll show I ever saw was the Rascals. Uh, at the Keyport Roller Drome, 1965, and Bruce Springsteen was at the same show, the first rock and roll show he ever saw. Also, and we and we didn't we didn't know each other quite yet. We're about to meet. Uh, they were the most exciting group. Now, only two of them were actually from Jersey, but we kind of adopted them as as a, as a Jersey band, you know. Uh, and uh, and they were the most exciting group live. Like ever, I mean, I mean, seriously. In those days, uh, you know, w white guys, white performers, mostly just stood there and played. You know, which is which was fine. You know, we, we didn't demand too much in those days. And, you know, now Elvis Presley was an exception. Uh, the Rolling Stones, you know, Mick was an exception. But other than that, most you know white bands just just kind of stood there and played. And uh, and and the Rascals. We're very, very, very much a blue-eyed soul group, you know, very, very soul music uh, influenced, and uh, and they performed like a black band, which which just meant they really performed. I mean, they were that tradition basically came out of the church, and uh, it was just a more aggressive sort of performance style that was, uh, you know, very exciting. And and, uh, and they had two great lead singers, great guitar player. Felix Cavalieri, the, the, the organ player, made the, the B3 organ 
uh, popular, literally single-handed, uh, single-handedly. But you know, he um, he made every single you know band in Jersey want to go out and buy one, and very few could afford it. But very influential on the East Street Band. I mean, Danny Federici, our organ player, uh, you know, who, who who we lost a few years ago, uh, was one of the very few guys in New Jersey who, who had that B3 organ. It was a huge piece of furniture, you know. And uh, uh, and so he popularized the, 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 that organ sound. And, and, and then Dino Tonelli was literally the greatest drummer in the history of rock and roll. I mean, no one would even dispute this. You talk to any drummer, you talk to... You know, in those days, the Who would come to town. Keith Moon would want to go and see and see Dino. Uh, you ask Ringo, you ask Charlie Watts, you, you ask any drummer in rock and roll who's the best. They're going to tell you Dino Dinelli. And you had him as a disciple of soul. Yeah, he was in my band when, when I did my first two solo records uh, in '82. Literally, they broke up in 1970. Uh, like I said, after 18 hits and three number one records, and just you know the most revered, loved band. They got very involved in the civil rights movement, by the way. People, you know, people Gotta Be gotta Free, be right? Free was a, yeah, the People Gotta Be Free was an anthem of the civil rights movement. And they were very involved with Bobby Kennedy and you know, all, all kinds of interesting things about them. So why don't we play that right now? The Rascals are going to be at the Capitol Theater in Portchester December 20th, 21st, 22nd. You can get tickets for those three th- shows through Ticketmaster. The first three are sold out. The show, of course, produced by little Stephen Van Zandt, who, was, uh, who actually called in. So uh, let's play this song, and maybe we can get Stephen to hang on the line and talk a little bit more after this. People got to be free of the Rascals right now. Anything, anything on the peak. All the world Anything, anything, I'm Rich Russo, I'm giving you a little Christmas cheer. The Midtown Men, all alone on Christmas, covering a song written by Stephen Van Zandt for the movie Home Alone 2 that was done by Darlene Love and the East Street Band, redone and reproduced, of course, by Stephen Van Zandt, who's here with me right now. And that was, uh, good, now good. It, it, I, I give them credit and I give you credit for recreating a song that was Darlene Love's. With the E Street Band, that you actually yeah. reinvented it. I mean, you know, which, by the way, yeah, I mean, all alone on it's for the Home Alone movie. It's the greatest Christmas song ever. It's right up there with, uh, you know, Blue Christmas and, um, you know, well, a punk you know, rock Christmas. <laughs> and you, that was talk, tough. Talk about, talk, talk, talk about a challenge, man. That was a real challenge, I got to tell you, because uh, you don't get any better than Darlene Love, okay? I mean, no, exactly. Now, I think everybody now acknowledges. You know, she is the greatest living female singer, okay? In the history you know, of the world. And, you know, I mean, you know, she's just unbelievable. And and, and this was really um, a labor of love at the time. And, and uh, you know, you got Darlene Love and Clarence Clemens together, you know. Uh, you know, tough, tough, tough <laughs> challenge, you know. Uh, uh, but but we, um, you know, we rearranged it in a different kind of way. And, then, you know, they have a little bit of that Four Seasons thing, which I love. 
and and, um, and and the guys are just so great. Oh, they're so great. Uh, that, 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 you know, you know that, that I had to do it, and and, uh, uh, and, and your wife, you're right. My, it was my wife that made me do it. But but I, <laughs> once I got once I got into it, I was like, you know what, this is because you know I, I just at that time. I mean, I, I look at the same schedule that you look at. I'm like, no, forget it. You know, I mean, somebody comes up with a new idea. I'm like, are you out of your mind? I mean, you know, I mean, I'm gonna do something else. You know. I mean, I guess the I guess the uh, the only person that, the only band that's ever covered a Darlene Love song that actually did a good job with it was when you two did Christmas Baby Please Come Home. So I guess that's the same kind of thinking, right? That it's not as good as Darlene's, but it's still very yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, so that, that, that's right. That, that's right. You, you, you don't want to be anywhere in the same neighborhood, you know, <laughs> as far as the, as far as your sound goes. Yeah, but uh, no, reinvented. And, 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 and we do have some. Um, on these three guys, uh, you know, we do have uh, actually Roy Bittens on this and, and, and Charlie, uh, uh, Gary uh, uh, are on this, and and, uh, and the horn players are on this. Uh, so so uh, doing the, doing the horn section, you know. Um, so so you know there's uh, there's some uh, some some East Street connection again, but uh, but uh, not 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 quite as. Uh, as prominently as, as uh, you know, as, as Clarence Clemens' saxophone, which uh, oh, can't be replaced. Course, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I, you know, I took the, I took the, you'll, 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 the first thing you'll notice is there is no solo. Okay, <laughs> I took, I took the side, and I was like, forget it. I don't even want to have anything even resembling a solo. You know, uh, so yeah, that's the first thing that went <laughs> in the new arrangement. Obviously, you know, so uh, you know. Your choice, any rascal song. It could be, it could be a B side. It could be a bootleg. You know, I have it. So whatever it is, yeah. I, don't know. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know you. I think it. I was shocked that you were actually listening out there. You must be streaming it on your iPhone, and uh, that you liked that Felix version because I didn't think you. You know, I was going to give that to you when I saw you in L.A. because it's a very cool, just piano version of it. But it's good that you're listening. Do you have anything? You think I should play by the Rascals as well to promote the shows coming up? My 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 favorite still is the very first song. You know, it's like your first love. Uh, that first song you hear by a group. It was their first single. Uh, I ain't gonna eat up my heart anymore. Uh, which uh, we actually have actors acting out that scene in in in, in the show. Uh, you know, on film. Uh, it's a very 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 funny moment when the when the two uh, the two girls that wrote it. Uh, 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 Lori Burton and Pam Sawyer uh, come in uh, to the studio and and, uh, and 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 say they have a new song for them. Uh, so let's play that after the commercial break. We're gonna take a quick break right now. This is anything, anything on one hundred seven point one The Peak. I'm Rich Russo. We got Stephen Van Zant here, and uh, when we return, I ain't gonna eat my heart out anymore. Stick around on The Peak. Well,
anything, anything on Rich Russo. The Rascals, I ain't going to eat my heart out anymore. You can see the Rascals December 20th, 21st, 22nd at the Capitol Theater in Port Chester. And while we were uh, playing that song and in the commercial break, Stephen, who, Stephen Van Zandt, who's on the phone, talking about uh, People Gotta Be Free that we played earlier. Like, like I say, an anthem of the civil rights movement. And, uh, and we're going to talk about the civil rights part of it and how Felix got into the civil rights because of the prejudice against his Italian family, which is very interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's what that's what that's that. That's what that's about. Yep, yep. That's how that's how he got in the civil rights movement because they make the he moved to Pelham, New York, and I guess it was a very very upper middle class neighborhood. His father was a dentist, and you know, and but but because he was a they're Italian, uh, they were, his mother. He saw a lot of prejudice against his mother, and and uh, and that got him uh, very very tuned in to what would become the civil rights movement when it when it happened, and uh, so he gravitated right to that, you know. Because of the, the because of the way his family was treated, yeah. That's yeah. that's that's the stuff you will learn when you go see the Rascals Once Upon the Dream at the Capitol Theater, December nineteenth, yeah. uh, tw- uh, no twentieth, twenty first, twenty second, three nights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. the second three nights, the first three nights are sold out. Goes, it'll be a perfect Christmas yeah. gift to go see. I'm going to be there. I'm excited. Absolutely, me too. I'll be there every <laughs> night. So. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I, I, I got. I got to go do a radio show. Uh, so. Uh, oh yeah, you're gonna. We'll oh wait, I got. I got to ask you one question since I have you on. So, you're playing. You know, this is non rascals question. You're playing the twelve, twelve, twelve benefit, which is right. now they just added Eddie. They just added Dave Grohl. It's the Who. It's McCartney. It's you guys. It's. Is. I mean, are you and Bruce going to take over the show and literally do it right, where you guys are the house band and then those guys come out and you guys are all doing songs with each other, or do you think it's just going to be kind of like a, <laughs> or is, is it going to be basically just, you know, is it going to be just little mini sets and then you like you guys all sing uh, Lennon's War is Over at the end? I mean, we we want this to be like a monumental night where like. You know, the E Street Band plays with the Who, you know? Like, I want to see you guys do 515, you know? I mean, is there any chance of this? Do you have time to get this done? Well, you see, that that, that, would, that would be the, the Rich Russo production. You know, that would, that, that, that would be, you know, you're, 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 definitely, uh, you're, you're definitely heading in that direction, I gotta tell you. Um, no, I, I, really, I really doubt it. I mean, there, there may be some interactions, but... Um, Everybody's coming in from different places uh, at different times. Um, you know, I guess there'll be some kind of, you know, rehearsal slash sound check that day, uh, which, frankly, I will probably miss since I will be at my final run-through of the Rascals, which opens the next night. Okay? Yeah, which is unbelievable. You know, <laughs> you, know uh, I, you know, I'll be doing the show at 12, 12, 12, but, but I probably will not be there in the afternoon. But, but you know... There, there may be some kind of interaction. I, I, I'm sure there will be, but not. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're, they're going to they're be able to have just to have the time to actually organize that sort of thing. It's a wonderful idea, and you always have wonderful ideas because you're crazy, <laughs> uh, you know. But but uh, but but you know. Who knows? You know. I mean, uh, you know. Uh, Paul Paul came out and played with us uh, in England, as you know. Uh, you know. And, There's no uh, curfews and, in the U.S. Yeah, and, uh, and you know Bruce, Bruce will be, uh, uh, you know he 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 sometimes guests with other people, 
He's going to have a very notable guest spot coming up. I'm not going to say with who. Oh, no, I don't want to. Don't give it away. I mean, I'm thinking like Alicia Keys singing Rocky Ground with you guys. I mean, there's so many great possibilities that could happen with this. You know, we know Eddie's yeah, going to yeah. play with the Who, but I mean, it would be just so cool. I mean, you guys have played with Eddie a bunch of times too. So there's just so many great. Yeah, no, you never know. You never know, but 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 probably not. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. You know, I mean, it's going to be a good show anyway. And, it's uh, going to be a fantastic show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a good, you know, obviously good cause. You know, trying to get our get our shoreline back built up. I mean, uh, it's incredible what happened, but. Uh, uh, anyway, it's good, it's good we're doing something. And, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that when these things happen, music is always the first, you know, the first to come to the party and and, 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 and try to fix it and try and, you know, contribute uh, to, to healing, the, healing the problem. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you, you don't see oil companies or, you know, or whoever, you know, coming and, you know, whenever there's a disaster, you know. Uh, unless, they, unless they make the disaster, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> right. Uh, but but you know what I mean. Like it's it's always music. You know, it's always the music business coming to help people. You know, and we're the only bankrupt industry in the world. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean you know, we're, we're totally bankrupt. But but you know, we're the only industry that's, that that continues to help people, and it's incredible, right? Oh, that goes yeah. that goes back to your philosophy that art shouldn't be treated as a luxury. It doesn't matter how much yeah. money you have, as long as you're making good art. And now I, I'm going to let you go now because I'm sure that now that you're kind of like just about done with the Rascals, you're going to start working on your next project will be the Chesterfield <laughs> Kings, the band that should have been, which will be the next, which will be the next production. <laughs> All right, well, 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 we'll both find out at the same time. Right? All right, Richie, I'm going. Okay, Stevie, goodbye. Thanks. One question on the, like, I've all, you know, obviously the Beatles and the Stones are the two most important British groups of all time. Would you say, I mean, I always thought, especially coming out of the 60s, that the Beach Boys were the most important. But now as I'm delving into the Rascals, obviously because of your influence on me, I'm wondering if they and the Beach Boys are equal or maybe they're ahead of the Beach Boys. What do you, where do you feel on that? I know you're a big Beach Boys well, guy too. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was a few really important American groups, and, and, and we have to name the Beach Boys as, as one of the earliest, without a doubt. Uh, and, 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 you know, they, they just, they didn't become particularly uh, political, you know, and, and, and that's fine. You know, you know they, weren't, they weren't that uh, socially engaged. Uh, they just chose not to go that direction, even, even all the way through the 60s, really, uh, into the late 60s. Um, you know, so so you know, and and that's fine. We we shouldn't judge people just just on that alone. Uh, but you know, growing up, I, I didn't relate to them. I mean, you know, I, I like them now. I, I like them now a lot. Okay, and, and their, their, their last single I thought was was absolutely stunning. Okay, Fantastic. it was amazing. Yeah, you know, you know, uh, which is great to have somebody come out with something. You know, at this stage in the game, that that's that good. But 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 growing up, the Richie, I got to tell you the truth. I had a big prejudice against the West Coast, and a lot of us did. Uh, we just didn't relate to it. That whole surf, you know, that whole surf culture was just completely, you know, it, it was not relatable. So, um, even so though you really, lived on the beach, even though you guys lived on the beach, 
That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't like a. It wasn't surf. It wasn't a surf culture, really. You know, I mean, uh, I, I guess a little bit of that existed in Jersey, but but uh, not really. You know, not 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 like that. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily even the surfing that was that was the turnoff. It was just like they just. It was so clean cut. You know, they had that. You know, Letterman. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, they had the, they had the, the letter sweaters. What do you call those things? You know, when you when you. You, you oh yeah, letter, the Letterman uh, sweaters. Well, then, but well, then of course yeah. they they got when when Brian got and Dennis got into the drugs, then came Pet Sounds, and then which obviously led to Sgt. Pepper's, and kind of almost moved into that album form movement, right? Well, then, well, musically, you know, musically they became extraordinarily important, you know, uh, with, with you know with, with the whole you know Pet Sounds and going into Good Vibrations is one of the most amazing singles ever. Um, you know, so so musically, they're very influential. Very influential on the Beatles, as, as everybody knows. They went back and forth with a little bit of competition between Pet Sounds and then Rubber Soul and Revolver, and and then and then finally the Beatles uh, came up with Sgt. Pepper and they and they won. <laughs> Game <laughs> you know, over. You know, Brian, yeah, Brian, Brian says, "Okay, <laughs> I give up. You win." You know, uh, <laughs> so, you know, and, and then didn't recover for you know whatever forty years, but. Uh, um, you know, but that was playful, playful sort of competition, and they became very, very important. But for us, um, the two really, the, the two really important uh, American groups both came out that that summer of '65, which was the Rascals and the Birds. Right. You know, those those are those are, those are really the two groups that mattered uh, to me, uh, as far as America was concerned. And uh, no, and, and it showed know, up on and, it showed up in all your music. Yeah, yeah, and you know, they were very, two very, very different groups, but um, but the birds sort of, uh, you know, cured the uh, West Coast prejudice thing. Uh, <laughs> even though McGuinn was really from the East Coast, I guess, but uh, but you know, they were just so so unique and so different uh, and so so amazing. Uh, with both those groups, you know, the birds with that sort of folk rocky thing, and the rascals with their down and dirty, organy, you know, organ centric. Uh, soul music, you know, is, you know, two very, very different sides of the story, but it shows how wide open we were in those days, you know, uh, you, you know, you had all kinds of different music time, yeah. and we, we liked <laughs> a lot of it, you know. Yeah, so, uh, before the, before the auto-tune crap that we have to deal with now, when, like, Rihanna's the number one album in the country, you know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just a sad... Uh, now, 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 Richie, don't, 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 start, don't, don't start one of your rants now. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, you titled the, the Rascal Show. By the way, we're talking to little Stephen Van Zandt, in case you haven't figured it out for the last 38 minutes. Uh, <laughs> you named it after the Rascals album, Once Upon a Dream, which was their first album where they would stop being called the Young Rascals. Do you feel that was a perfect title of the show, Once Upon a Dream, as it's the dream of the Rascals? Here they are back together again, and it's your dream, basically. Does it all tie in? Well, it, 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 it has kind of multiple meetings. I mean, there, there is that. Um, but the, the, the theme of the show, you know, uh, and it really is a, a show. I mean, it, you know, we, we, could, we could head towards Broadway with this thing. We'll see. Um, but but it, it's a show that, that suggests uh, what I want to do is capture the essence of, of, of you know, the Rascals' music Basically, was you know in the end was 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 quite thematic in that it, it talked about you know all those wonderful '60s ideals, 
that that uh, you know you know they sound trite now, but you know that sort of love and solidarity and and and, and you know beautiful things and, and and that sort of idealism that, that really got captured by their music. I thought you know this is something we could use a shot of right now. Uh, you know we we sort of have lost our way completely from from that sort of ideal uh, thinking and those ideals in general. And um, so the, 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 the basic theme of the show is, you know, it's time for the Rascals to reunite to sort of remind us about, you know, how life could be, you know, if we were just a little bit more, uh, you know, open, open-minded and, uh, and intelligent and a little bit more open with our emotions and we're able to uh, love each other instead of uh, all this constant fighting over stupid things, you know. Uh, and, you know, this obsession with politics and obsession with Wall Street and, uh, you know, all these all these things that have, that have, you know, become our society and become our culture and become our, our way of thinking, you know, every day. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't remember growing up turning on the news and, 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 you know, seeing what Wall Street did that day. You know what I mean? Nobody cared, you know, what, what these... So, rich guys did at their racetrack called Wall Street, you know? I mean, it wasn't part of our society, you know? It wasn't part of culture. Now it is, and, uh, you know, you know rather, rather than, you know, sort of just giving up and saying, okay, we're now a Wall Street society, and, and, and we're going to have political bickering over, uh, you know, Benghazi, you know, whatever the stupid issue oh. is this, this this week, or you know, gay marriage, or you know, you know, I mean, please, you know, so so you know, I, I thought, you know, what we could use a little bit of a of a, of a sort of, uh, you know, in a funny way, uh, you know, reality check, uh, and, when, and when you go back to the sixties for reality, you know, you're in trouble. <laughs> but, but, well, but, but it's but. Well, it's funny because you've always you've always said, and one of the most, and you've said so many important things to me. The one thing that you've said that always sticks out whenever I have like a conversation about things that happen in this country and how the Wall Street guys is you. You've always said that this country is the only country where art is treated as a luxury. As for yeah, like you know yeah. where like people and that's why you do all the great stuff with Little Kids Rock and do all the great stuff with the Rock and Roll Forever Foundation that and even like what you're doing with the Rascals. I mean, when anybody of any age goes and sees this show, whether you know 25 songs, 28 songs, and all the lighting and all the video and stuff, they're gonna come out. That's gonna be a two-hour experience. That's gonna show that how important art is. That's gonna tie into. That's gonna make people want to make music again or want to do it. You know, and learn something. Exactly, exactly. I mean, you know, this was, art is all about inspiration and motivation and, you know, helping to explain life, helping to cope with life. I mean, how how is that stuff a luxury, you know? I mean, it, it, we absolutely need it. And, and you know, and yeah, you're right. We're, we're trying to counter these things with our Rock and Roll Forever Foundation, you know, trying to restore the art classes in, in schools and at least get... Uh, the history of rock and roll into into schools, which will be going into a pilot program next year. Uh, but but you know, uh, on a day to day basis, you know, our quality of life is is absolutely affected by the lack of greatness in general, but certainly by the lack of of great art. And and you know, and this is a good good example of it. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, these guys. 
they perform, and you are inspired. You can't help it. You've never seen anything like this. I mean, people are, who have, have only lived these last 20, 30 years in our, in our society, I'm sorry. You missed it, okay? <laughs> you missed something that was extraordinary. Now, I feel it's our obligation to make sure that they don't miss it. You know, to, to bring them, that's why I started the radio show. I'm like, you know... I, 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 I'm going to be playing. I'm going to be playing nothing but one great record after the other, and, and you know, if you missed the '60s, okay, you, you couldn't help it. Okay, you, you were just born. That's fine. Okay, but we're not going to we're not going to punish you for being born in the last 30 years or whatever. You know, the, the society is not shouldn't be punishing you for that. We you know, we should, it's our obligation to make sure you know that you we make this stuff accessible to you, so that you so you, that you don't miss it. Because it's just as inspirational now as, as it was for us back then. 